0: Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this After Lodge banter.
1: Welcome to episode 206 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan. And you'll note that that's the only voice that you hear because Nick is not with us to be yelling back and forth as I press record. Uh, Tonight, it's just uh, myself and Worshipless Producer Bruce.
2: The silence is deafening. Good evening, fellas. The
1: effervescent Sir John.
2: Howdy. That's a good description.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all of us hanging out after Lodge because, uh, Jeff went to York right tonight and we Loser. don't have a show called after York, right? That's not a thing. So he doesn't get to come.
2: Well, he's got a valid excuse. Do you, do y'all know why Nick that, isn't here?
1: How's that valid? He went to York, right? Instead of hanging out after that's, Lodge that,
2: because it compares to than... why Nick wasn't here. It's relative. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I'll hey, allow it. Nick's at Costco.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Rube. (laughs) So, and then, uh, last I saw Tony was last night at my daughter's soccer game where he was glad handing and trying to seduce all the soccer moms with his Mm. campaign literature. So I would say he's out doing that now, but there's like a tornado (laughs) right out my door. And, uh, Hope he's not out there. He's probably so out he...
2: there with like three handfuls of pamphlets, and he's just going to yes. try and throw them up into the tornado and hope it <laughs> just going to distribute them the for tr- him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> like Wizard
2: of Oz.
3: Some schmuck in in Maine's going to end up with one of his posters plastered <laughs> on their card. Or
1: I got to make sure that it uh, that it gets to all the dead people. I mean, he is a Democrat, so he needs a lot of those votes. But pa, so yeah we uh we're back i don't know why you guys uh didn't do a show last week while i was wandering in the desert as my people are apt to do uh, (laughs) having a good time at work in las vegas none of you brothers took me up on like uh you know meeting up somewhere or whatever i figured there were brothers in vegas especially at black hat I, I had guys in irc telling me they knew all kinds that were going but i'm feeling unloved nobody nobody uh wanted to meet up
3: how was black hat i want that was sounded like it would have been pretty entertaining
1: uh it was it was uh DEF Con, which is the other conference that's kind of like i don't want to call them sister conferences people get pissed they happen at basically the same time, one right after the other. So Black Hat is the place where you're going to find, you know, Hewlett Packard and Microsoft and Apple and Google. And, you know, it's very big and guys wearing suits and selling security software and yada. And yada. Uh, <laughs> Defcon's where the scrappers come out. Yes, Defcon <laughs> is at a different place. And that's where you see the guys like your your convention lanyard is like a, a it's a circuit board with leds on it and it's you don't see anybody in suits and ties everybody's wearing you know hoodies and wacky gear and breaking shit all over the place and i couldn't order my room service breakfast because somebody took down the whole like food network thing in the resort like that kind of stuff is defcon
3: <laughs> bricks
1: um, that's the place that, that has a hard time finding a hosting location sometimes because everybody knows what's coming.
2: It's basically the burning man of the tech world.
1: Yes. It's also, <laughs> it's also where the FBI likes to make sure they plant lots of people. Again, <laughs> um, burning man of the yeah.
2: tech world. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so I, I did a little bit of both. Um, it was fun. It was uh, lots of cool stuff that hasn't, fully hit the news yet um the fax machine armageddon was probably my favorite uh these guys who basically decided to go back and revisit the world of fax machines that like hackers have kind of ignored for a long time
2: because why do fax machines even exist anymore unless you're a lawyer because the government still uses them heavily
3: I don't have
1: a fax machine. I have an electronic fax system, which you know I send emails to and get emails from. So I'll attach a document and put like the, I mean, isn't just a- the subject line or whatever and send it, and then it goes to someone's fax machine. Um, and then I receive faxes in my email just because I have to have a fax number because John's right. There's a whole lot of judges who still don't do email and their yeah. office wants a fax.
2: Is there not software for a computer that translates one to the other?
1: Yes. Well lots. Yes. But I mean the kind of people who are willing to do that would much rather you just use email. Well, that makes sense. So And then um, there's the government. Yes, right. government stuff. So that's why I have a fax line, but it's it's not it's not physical or attached to anything. So these guys figured out a whole bunch of different models of like actual You know, hardware fax machines that you plug into a phone line that you can dial them up and basically through clever manipulation of the fax command codes you can basically do an overrun and and inject all kinds of nasty malware and uh, a lot of people have those multi-function printers so they plug the phone line in to use it as a fax but it's also connected to their network so they can print to it and so now you've got a foothold into someone's network I like your fax machine. Because the like,
2: biggest question I had is like, what's the point of putting malware on a fax machine?
1: Yep, because it's inside the firewall and you are not. Right. No, I get so, it now. Neat. Um, yeah, there's a lot of neat stuff like that. Uh, there was a talk at Black Hat about uh, Google still watches you even when you told them not to and they said they weren't um, with a lot of lab studies on that. That wasn't really surprising, but it was kind of cool to see somebody like do all the legwork to prove it. Yeah, no, I could,
2: I, I, I figure that out for my targeted Facebook ads. <clears throat> yeah. Uh,
1: there was, oh, the Android scandal, which again wasn't news, but uh, there's around the internet, there's different, you know, lists of if you care about not getting your phone hacked, you should buy these types of Android because they'll get software updates. So some clever researchers were calling out brands for, you know, they're pushing out, quote, security updates, but they're not actually fixing most of the problems.
2: Okay, when you say these types of Android, are you talking about the OS itself or the phone? No, no, the
1: phones, the phones, sorry. No, the OS is what you need the updates for, and Google pushes them out. But if you don't have a Google phone, you have to trust that your phone manufacturer is going to then take those and do whatever they got to do to them and push them out to you. And so whenever there's a big security bug, um, you know, Google will put out an update to fix it. Samsung's usually a little ways thereafter. And then most of the other vendors, you're kind of just host, like you're just not getting an update. We already sold you the phone. Why would we do extra work? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's still sadly a step
2: above retroactively slowing the phone down.
1: Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to call Apple out, but yes. Um, that's it. also why I have a Nexus and it's about to die and when it dies, I will be begrudgingly purchasing a Pixel phone. Mm. Um, and I stick to the manufacturer because most people aren't... <laughs> they, they don't live in fear of being, having their phone hacked. But
2: uh, John apparently did not appreciate me calling his phone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got it. But in my world, you know, I I do cybersecurity advising for a very large set of businesses, and uh, it would be quite embarrassing if if my phone was compromised. (laughs) Uh, So I can't take that risk, so I have to buy Google or Apple phones. I can't venture out into other manufacturers and take that kind of risk.
2: My last three phones have been Samsung's, and I'm thoroughly pleased with them
1: mine were too I when i started doing this that's when i got this nexus phone was uh uh well basically when i started doing this particular job uh what else was was big there there, there were so many fun little things oh the car car hacking stuff I, I didn't get to i didn't get to catch any of the live demos but i stopped by where those guys had the lab set up and that's kind of scary as hell and i i don't know what to do about it other than never buy a car newer than like 2012 ever again um
3: yeah i don't like the idea <laughs> of somebody controlling my brakes when i'm going
2: freeway speeds. <laughs> yeah
1: so <laughs> it's been a recurring theme at every hacker's convention for a while now like we've got a pretty big one here in our region uh in our city actually for this region of the country and for years now there's there's been this thing because cars use the uh the control area network inside the car which is basically this giant uh, bus is is the technical term but for those of you not techies out there it's uh, I don't I don't even know what you compare it to, Bruce. Well, if the internet is a series of tubes, think of this bus in your car as an, a loop.
2: It's an interface between the computer and your car and all the things the car does.
1: Except it's one... Think of it as one wire. It's not physically one wire, but a bus, just for illustration purposes. Imagine it's like Christmas lights, and every device in your car from, depending on how advanced it is, the headlights to the brakes to the emissions control system to... Your, your navigation and radio and mp3 player windshield wiper motor every one of those devices is one of the lights on a string of christmas lights all running into your car's computer and so they can all see and talk to and pass messages to each other now you could see why that's problematic if the usb port in your car is sharing the same message us as i don't know your brakes (laughs) um so that's been kind of a big subject that every hackers convention for a, a long time but it just keeps getting more advanced like the guys who have time and access to the right cars to play with this kind of stuff just keep getting craftier and you know, the new thing in cars now, especially, uh, I think it's, is it, is it GM that's doing the Wi-Fi enabled cars, like the ones that have a cellular connection and people oh, have yeah. a Wi-Fi hotspot in your car?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just, so now. That's a brilliant idea.
1: Now that system is physically connected to your car's <laughs> control area network with all of the other devices. And now it's broadcasting radio. So, you could imagine all the fun ways that that ends badly.
2: So, could that not theoretically add a layer of protection, or is that removed from the system in, in a way that it can't do that?
1: What do you mean? I mean, it, it's...
2: From from someone hacking for...
1: No, that makes it far easier. Support. Now, I don't have to plug a USB port into your car or or alter a microchip on a set of brakes and get somebody to install them. Like, now... Now I've just got to circumvent the the Wi Fi security in your car, which is probably minimal. Is much easier than trying to get somebody to put a a cook set of brakes on. Yeah. Um and and that's the so the same group that did that demo that was on the news a couple years ago where they like remotely took over, was it a Jeep or something? Yeah, it
3: was a Jeep. They were hitting the brakes or flashing the brake lights or whatever.
1: So that same group of guys was at it again um out there. I didn't get to see any of the demos because it was kind of a packed busy week and there was too much to see. But I did get to stop by and watch some of their videos and those guys are scary and now I'm terrified of driving like newer cars.
2: It's like super awesome. I would have loved to have checked yeah. that out. So do you know like are are the more expensive car brands any kind of more resistant to this or is that not is there is there so, zero security in this thing, period?
1: Well, there's not zero, right? It, manufacturers have become aware that this is kind of a problem, but the the thing in, in business and cybersecurity, and this is sometimes ethically hard for me to swallow, but I like getting paid, so <laughs> <laughs>
3: IW <do. laughs> attorney.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> so every company that makes a product like a car, right? They they've got a If they recognize a security problem, like, you know, one of these flaws in one of these cars that lets somebody do stuff to them, there's an estimated impact that that could have to their bottom line. Like if this happens and I get sued, there's this percentage of likelihood that it's going to happen and this percentage I'm going to get sued and this percentage I'm going to lose and then I'll be out this much money and they multiply all that together to basically get a, a estimated like this is the cost of this problem. And then you look at, okay, how much does it cost to fix it?
3: So they do a cost-benefit analysis yes. to figure out if they're going to screw
1: with it. And then, and say, then if, if the cost of fixing it is more than the, the risk, you know, the likelihood of it happening times the amount of money they might be out if it does, if it's going to cost more than that to fix it, then you, you just let it ride. Um, which is not good for you know, the safety of consumers, but if you're thinking from the business's point of view... Well, that's very logical, rational profit making thought process.
3: Unless you get caught, I submit Volkswagen.
1: Yeah. Well, but they were, they were like actively gaming the system. This is, this is more, you know, some security researchers told you that your cars can be hacked. And so you take that and you're like, okay, what's the financial risk of that to me? And how much is it going to cost to fix it? Um, or how many sales am I going to lose? Because now I don't have this feature that works right out of the box, super easy that consumers want. Uh, and that's, that's the constant back and forth. I mean that back to these phone manufacturers, right? They, they don't push out security updates because some bean counters have figured out that it's more profitable not to. So until people stop buying those phones because they're tired of their Facebook getting hacked, those vendors are not going to give you security updates. Um, And and that's that's really security works just like every other area of industry. I mean, I I know products liability works like that. Like when a manufacturer is considering a recall to a part for their car, they probably go through a very similar process. If this kills somebody, it's going to cost us X million. Doing a recall is going to cost 10 times that. Yeah, screw it. It's just business. Yeah. That's where the government steps in and makes it more expensive to not address the issue um, with fines and such. So now that changes the equation. And that's why, you know, when the airbags in all the Hondas were broken, they did that recall and fixed them. Because if they didn't, the fines were going to outweigh the cost of fixing them. So. The libertarian in me neither endorses nor condemns that. That's just also how it is. So, that was the boring part of Vegas. (laughs) And
2: now on to the exciting part.
1: I don't know if I can talk about (laughs) most of that on the air. Uh, So, worth a shot. I'd never been to Vegas before. Uh, It was my first time, and uh, I learned a lot. One of the things I learned is if you have money, uh, it's a good place to be because you can literally buy anything you want from random people on the street.
2: Except weed,
1: drugs, sex. No, you can buy weed. There were guys. I've, I've,
2: I've, I've heard that is very um, frowned upon by the casinos there. That's one of the so, few drugs that they will like actively chase people out of town if they try and do
1: that. So while I was there, there were people smoking weed everywhere. I mean, yeah, but I don't know if it's legal now, which somebody told me it was. I didn't actually check or if just because it's Vegas and no one cares. But like literally everywhere, every little hotel smoking area, every not in the casino, right? All the casinos have these big signs about, you know, you can smoke cigarettes in here, but no marijuana. Um, they 're very clear about that there 's a big sign out front that says "You know this is against federal law, and if you 're caught with it we 're going to eject you and contact the authorities and blah 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 but if you 're just out on the strip like people just walked down the strip they were just walking smoking a joint everywhere, just everywhere. it was crazy <laughs> um, Wow i mean it, not not even like discreetly just Straight out, like, not tucked in a corner or, no, just walking down the strip. And I'm not talking like I saw one or two, like, hundreds.
3: Just, like, strolling in front of the hard rock, busting a spliff?
1: Just, yes, all over the place. So I still don't know if it's legal um, or if it's just that Vegas effect of, you know, the police and the mayor and everyone else knows where their bread is buttered so they don't interfere with the people on the strip having a good time.
2: Uh, I had always heard that was one of the things, specifically the mob casinos, cragged down on. But I don't know. Maybe that's just an urban legend.
1: Uh, I mean, it but may be
2: people who are high from weed are less likely to gamble.
1: No, that's true. Um, which is why everybody was offering me cocaine. But <laughs> say
3: rack, yes. rack Co- cocaine, and alcohol. are gonna hit the table. The other thing is exactly.
1: where I was staying uh, isn't really what I'd call mob territory. Uh, it's you know glitzy and it's it's you know the the what we I guess people call the strip MGM and Aria and Caesar's Palace like that area. Yeah. Uh, I did take a trip to quote old Vegas, which was quite sketchy. And there's like a a bail bond joint on every corner, which was <laughs> so weird. <laughs> uh, like like you know Paul's Paul's liquor bingo and bail bonds and. Uh, there was like some dress store, like a wedding t- dress and tuxedo store, with a bail bond sign up on it too, just everywhere. <laughs> but it's it's really run down, and we we ended up going to play at the Golden Nugget for a while, and that place is that's old mob Vegas, right? Like it looked like a scene straight out of The Sopranos or any other mob thing I've ever seen. I was like, oh, this is what a mob casino looks like. <clears throat> Um, and the and reason for those
3: through, of you that are tempted and yeah. think that bail bonds and weddings go together, that's the wrong kind of incarceration. That's uh-huh. domestic incarceration. <laughs> A bail bond will not help you.
1: <laughs> so, we,
3: <laughs> we went, went sorry, but
1: to get away from uh, mostly because I wanted to play blackjack without all the stupid rules that like you could get in the casino here. You know, it, it, if you play blackjack here you know, blackjack pays out seven to six and you get one card after splitting and you can't double after splitting and they deal the cards out of this giant machine with like 30 decks in it and they feed the cards back into it as soon as they come off the table. Um Whereas if you go to the right casinos in, in the current strip, it, it's a little better. But to get true blackjack, you know, three to two, you can keep playing after splitting. You can double again. All those other little things. And to play out of a six-deck shoe, uh, you got to go to Old Vegas, was what they had told me, they being other people I work with. So we went there. Sure enough, it's this old mob-style casino, and that was where I won all of my losses back and then some. Huh. Um, it's nice. easier to count the cards when they're actually coming out of a shoe, and you know when they're being shuffled, than yeah. Um fortunately I don't have a lot of money so I was playing at the 1525 I think once I hit the $50 table and the casino doesn't care about card counters at those tables right they yeah
3: whatever. you're not a whale you're just yeah, a they, little fish
1: they really don't care um in fact the dealer was making jokes about this guy counting the cards over here but um you know the little manager laughed and was like that's cute because you know I'm at the I'm at the 25 table, right? like who who gives a damn? Um, and I'm not actually that good at it, so I'm not like some kind of MIT whiz that can really spit out the exact count and odds at any given point. I just am good enough to have a good feel for what's left in the shoe um, and know when I've got that 15 and the dealer's showing a 10. Knowing if I should hit that 15 or not, that is highly dependent on how many big cards have already come out. Uh, And so you can do that at old Vegas type casinos. So we went there because I've never been able to play at a casino that actually deals cards out of a shoe until last week. So I was doing that. You guys were supposed to do a show. And then what happened? Did Nick screw it
2: up or we were all supposed to do a show.
1: I was three hours behind you. I was like, I could do a show, but it's going to be at eight o'clock. And that would have been 11 o'clock in Pennsylvania time. And, uh, and, and I guess, you know, Bruce wasn't having that. I got to work tomorrow. I
2: don't know why you wanted to wait till eight. You should have done it while you were, you know, on your penny slots machine drinking your comped alcohol.
1: Oh, (laughs) there was so much comped alcohol. That was, that was so good. (laughs) Uh, that's crazy <laughs> like I kind of wanted to find they don't have $1 tables because if they did I would have found one and just sat there so I could play blackjack and drink for free all night because <laughs> how much ever money I could possibly lose at a $1 table is still way cheaper than all the alcohol they would put <laughs> in uh, unfortunately $1 tables don't, don't seem to exist um, I think the smallest I found was a $5 table and it had a line around it. He would have waited for like two hours to sit down there. Wow. But if you go to the $50 table, they're all open, and you just grab an open seat. And I've noticed that the waitresses bringing all the comp stuff around are... I mean, it makes sense. They frequent the higher dollar tables more. Yeah. And if you go into the inner room where all the high roller stuff is, and you're sitting in there, then you got the girls that are basically... Well, the ones the ones out in the casino weren't wearing much, but the ones in there are essentially just nude and they're bringing out, you know, cognac and scotch and whatever the hell you want. Like, oh, you're playing $1000 hands of blackjack. Uh, you want some Pappy Van Winkle? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so you want some cocaine? Which I'm not I'm not joking. Like I I was offered to buy coke, heroin and a bunch of other stuff on so many occasions. I've always heard about Vegas being the place of sin and debauchery, but I thought it was overhyped. Uh, it it's not.
2: No, it's, I feel like in the high roller uh, gambling rooms, that stuff's comped even.
1: Uh yeah yeah I don't know I never went in there.
2: Um, Bring out on a silver tree.
1: One of the executives who was there with my company spent some time in there. Um, but you know he has the kind of money to to play in the high roller room
3: come walking out twitching a little bit
1: yeah um i i don't know and they've got uh they've got like security in there so if you're not at a table or you're not with somebody who is like they they run you out <laughs> and i just wanted to go in and, and see it and then they were like, are, are you gonna play something <laughs> get out of here
3: beat it kid yeah i guess I had that <laughs> don't get, you bother me!"
1: Oh. Well they have slot machines in there that are like hundred dollar slot machines. That's
2: aren't they like the same though? Well, I guess in Vegas.
1: Like there's
2: a there's a gambling area semi near where we are, and I've been there several times, and like the the the, the high roller area, quote unquote, is especially the slot machines, it's like mostly probably eighty percent the same slot machines. No, it is. They, they they just take and give more money.
1: Yeah. Like it's, no, it, it, it's oh, not yeah.
2: different machines.
1: So I I think the slots were the other thing that blew my mind. Um first off, when I came off of the airplane, like as soon as you walk off of the bridge, like into the airport, there's just a wall of slot machines. In the airport. Nice. It's crazy. There's just slot machines everywhere, all over the airport. And you can smoke there, which Still seems weird living here that people smoke indoors, but in the casinos—it's all good. Apparently, in the airport where the slot machines are. So, um, then like in your hotel, there's there's slot machines, and when you go to a casino, I always pictured the casino there was like a little area with slot machines or maybe even like a quarter chunk of just slot machines, but no, <laughs> no, it's this massive casino, and the game tables are. Like this maybe ten percent area of the casino right in the middle. And everything else is slots. Just aisles and aisles of slots as far as the eye could see. I went to six different casinos and they all look like that.
3: Highest prop ratio. Uh
1: yeah. And people play them. I mean, there were so many people who just sitting there pushing the button, staring at the screen. And there's a variety for, of slot machine for everything you could think of. There was like a Simpsons. I saw one for the Big Bang Theory. <coughs> All the video games you ever heard of. Um, just anything. Uh, so many slot machines. Uh, I kind of wanted to figu- find a Masonic Lodge, but I wouldn't have had a chance to go because I really wanted to visit a lodge and see if they had slot machines in the lodge hall. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, our jurisdiction's attitude about gambling is probably a little different than some of our Vegas brothers.
2: That being said, I feel like our presence there is minimal, relatively.
1: You know, I never looked. Like, I, I, I was so busy with the conference and then trying not to lose more money. And um,
3: I, I, I would point out that part of our oath would be, you know, to ward off intemperance and excess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would say that. And that city uh, epitomizes both. Hey, that's, uh,
1: yeah. Well, it doesn't say anything about, you're supposed to ward off intemperance and excesses yourself. Nobody says you can't make a living, you know, cultivating it in other people.
2: Huh.
3: Take a step back there, Shylock.
1: <laughs> Always
3: the lawyer. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I really, I need to look. Like, I kind of want to do it now and, uh, find the grand you know, logic. drugs is bottom. fine
3: until you start doing your own product. That's, that's when you run into problems. Got to find
1: <laughs> Grand Lodge of Nevada. I'm doing this right now. I didn't do it while I was there. Grand Lodge of Nevada. Let's look up lodges. See who I missed while I was there that I could have seen. Lodges.
3: So I wonder if the lodges, instead of having numbers, have like, you know, bar, 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 lodge, cherry bar,
2: cherry <laughs> bar, treasure lodge. chest lodge.
1: Vegas Lodge, number 32. Charter the greatest T-9. lodge in the
2: state is number 777
1: charter june 9th of 1908 it meets on the first friday oh but it's dark in july and august so the the lodge in vegas was dark while i was there anyway so i guess i didn't miss anything um they've got a really long thing about the history of their lodge i'm gonna have to read that now i just think it'd be really cool to go to lodge in vegas i just want to see it uh, the lodge hall doesn't look like a casino. Uh, let me put the link up.
3: I'm happy yet disappointed by that statement.
1: <laughs> I don't know, right? Uh, I mean, it it kind of looks like a well, like you'd expect a lodge in Nevada to look from the outside. <laughs> uh, it's made with that uh, whatever material, all the building stone type thing, and very plain and windowless. So yeah, I. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Did what bad
2: that? Las Vegas looks like. them. No windows?
1: Uh, Well, all the casinos, yeah. There's no windows. There's no clocks. Um, Yeah. The bathrooms are very far from the exits, which I didn't pay attention to until I was <laughs> looking for one.
2: That's funny. Why is
1: the bathroom always in the back center, away from all of the exits? <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like that that whole system it's there have been brilliant people who have spent decades studying the most effective ways to keep people there and extract their money
3: well, and as somebody who used to work at a casino one of the things about like slot machines because you mentioned that the uh, slot that you drop your change into if you're still using coins is usually relatively insulated so it doesn't make a lot of noise, but that tin pan at the bottom is double tinned with a g- gapped space of air in there so it clangs louder when the coins hit it huh so that way when you get a jackpot it resonates out further and gets everybody else motivated to try to get them
2: that's awesome i, did I, didn't, know you, by... I didn't know you worked in the casino
3: i did uh 17 years ago but yeah did it while i was in college for a little bit
1: i walked by one machine here, said...
3: the dealer sorry blackjack I dealer
1: nice. Oh, really so then you know all of the stuff i was just griping about oh yeah
3: and we have we don't have we might have shuffle machines up here but everything's dealt out of a shoe mostly six sometimes four and if you're good you can get our 50 dollars tables have a two-deck shoe usually
1: so you know all about the uh you know all about the card counting then yep yeah and
3: i hate gambling
1: Well I don't know Connor. if you're a very if you're a very effective counter and you've got a good progression system down is it really gambling
3: no then it's mathematics
1: yeah it was like if you know that you're beating the house edge then it's just a matter of playing long enough to make your money problem is you know how hey, long Jay! can you do that how long can uh, you do that before uh you know Rufus gives you a talking to
3: yeah, well, where we're at, they're all tribal. So you know, sits with a full house. will come down and give you
1: a <laughs> scalp. You, <laughs> got that the count.
3: That was a horribly, horribly insensitive on my part. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry.
1: So, wow. The, uh, well, no, I just I know that they watch that stuff because there's there's the camera right oh, yeah. over the table, and I know they're they're watching you. And if if you bet the same way every time, and then you start changing it, because they keep account. Up in the control room, I guess.
3: Well, and the and the floor supervisors watch a little bit behind the blackjack dealers, and yeah, if you're going five, 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 two hundred and ten. Wait, what? Yeah, something's up.
1: Yeah, which is you're either return you're either just
3: dumb, and then you lose it, and then you don't worry about it again. Then, but if you win, and then all of a sudden drop back down five, 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 X yeah. amount spike. Nah. Get on a table, you're done.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that's that's basically what. So, the other reason I'm terrible at this is it's very obvious what I'm doing because I am not practiced really at all. Like, I, I've, I don't go to casinos all the time.
3: Are you sitting so, there like counting on your fingers at the table? Like, uh, one, two, three queens came out. I got an ace. I got that. that, that. No, hit me. I'm good.
1: So, basically, <laughs> I mean, not quite that bad, but yeah, I mean, if you were a blackjack dealer, you know, like you. Um, yeah, for, from your point of view, that was basically what I was doing. In fact, I had the, I had one of those little cards with the book on it, um, in my pocket that I would pull out every now and again. Cause I can't remember the, 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 the playbook for every particular hand all the time. And so there were two or three times I'd be like, hold on a second. I'm pulling this out. And then like the dealer just laugh and he would tell me what to do. And he's, he's like, man, you don't need the book. I'll tell you what you need to know. Um, so, but that's because I was playing at the, the chump change table. So they were just, you know, he's having a good time and everybody else at the table was losing way more money. So they didn't care.
3: Just remember 18 to 21. Those are the mother-in-law hands. Yes. You, you really want to hit them, but you can't.
1: Yep. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> no, I was surprised that like all the, every dealer I sat down with. They, they know the book inside and out, and they'll tell you what to do if you ask them. And like one guy was like, I don't know what I should do here. And the dealer would tell him, and I was looking skeptical the first night. Like, why, why would you listen to that guy? But then the more I played, every table I was at, the, the dealer's telling them the right thing. Like, he's not jerking their chain. Right. And I was like, dealers do that? And then, I mean,
2: I guess the, even the dealers or even the casino understands you, they play long enough, they're going to win their money.
1: Well that and the so the dealer makes tips. So you throw some tokens at yeah. the and Usually they make good tips if you win. <laughs> and so yeah. they will tell you what to do if you ask them. And at least at the kind of tables I was playing at, they're gonna it's the right thing. There were some times where I was like, is that that can't be right? And I'd pull out the little card and look and no, sure enough, that's straight out of the uh out of the statistics book. That's what you should do there. Hmm.
3: Although, from, from my experience, when we go out, we had I worked at one tribal casino. The next nearest one was like 45 minutes away. We couldn't gamble at our own. So we get off work at like 2 o'clock in the morning, everybody pile up in cars, and then drive to this other one 45 minutes away yep. just to piss away our money for two hours. And in that environment, blackjack dealers are the worst goddamn players on God's green earth.
1: Huh? That's weird. Because so you, you do better from the other side of the table.
3: Yeah, well, you get stuck like i'd suck because i got stuck in my head that i couldn't i couldn't get past playing house rules so like oh, i'd i'd get a 17 and i'd stay on it never really look at me like i'm retarded and it was just like uh yeah no I'm, i gotta stay i yeah i lost my pants because <laughs> <laughs> you get locked into the house rules mentality
1: and yep um but these guys I, were all brilliant and then they would rotate dealers, and I was worried that like, great, now I got another dealer, and this one's not going to know what's up. But no, they they all did. Like they were all, <laughs> they wouldn't That's volunteer right. it. You'd have to ask them. But if you're That's like, why are hey, in
2: Vegas? Fight. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I guess to be a dealer in Vegas, you you kind of got to know your stuff.
1: So I, at some point by Wednesday, I had stopped carrying the card with me because I realized I didn't need it. If I if there was a hand I couldn't remember from memory, I would just ask the dealer like, hey, what's the book here? And then he'd tell you. Huh. Uh, and there was one time where I wasn't paying attention, and I was making the hand signal to, to take another card, and the dealer just kept looking at me. And then I'm like, what, what are you doing? I, and then I realized what was happening. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Stay, stay, stay. And then he kind of <laughs> smiled. Then, of course, I, uh, I won that hand. I was like, damn, why... Were and you, I also
2: were you, were you trying to hit I, on eighteen, Harlan? You you better I have tipped him.
1: I, well, I did. So fortunately, <laughs> this was so. I was sitting with one of the guys I work with, and he was like, "Man, what the hell did you?" Because in my my betting progression, the way I was running it, uh, that particular hand, I had six times what I normally bet out there, and <laughs> and so he saw like the big pile of chips, and he was just kept looking at me like, hey, you sure you want that? Huh. And then, so when he gave me all my chips, like I, I tipped that guy like 40 bucks off that hand, which is was, why he did it.
2: Right. John, now that we have somebody on the inside here with us, um, how, how, does, yeah. how does the tipping work? Do they pull that stuff or do they just what? keep it 100%? It on, or?
3: Well, it depends on the casino. Like the one I worked at, yeah, each shift you pulled your tips per shift which was good because like i never dealt in high stakes cuz i didn't want to but our tips got pulled with the people up in high stakes and then mm. it got spread around it was very a, a very socialist
2: <laughs> tipping very, system for very fair for yeah. for the lower mm-hmm. guys anyway
3: well it yeah. was cuz like i ran a pretty tight shuffle so i never Ow. there wasn't a lot of people that won big on my tables or if at all because i had a really tight shuffle um, but which was good. I mean, I tried to entertain them, but you know, there's only so much yuck yuck you can get away with and when they right. are losing their pants and they're like, yeah, that was fun. See you later. Dickhead
2: <laughs> gone.
1: Yeah. They can't really tip you when they get up if they're out of chips.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see you being really good at that job, John.
1: <laughs> no, I could too. Like I could totally see it now that you've said that. I'm like, of course. Why didn't I know that John was a blackjack dealer? Right, totally. There are new things about Sir John every week.
2: Cause he's it been on this show matter. for like almost a year and we still know almost nothing about him.
1: <laughs> I know Surprise. everything.
2: He's, he's, he's like the opposite of Nick.
1: He is, uh, he's my brother <laughs> and I love I, him.
2: I get verbal Rhea, but it's usually just for an entertainment purposes
3: only,
1: which is the other tip that I, I don't remember why, why this came up in Vegas in my head, but I started doing it. So it was late one night. And I'm trying to sleep, which the time thing like messes with you. I can't remember if it was morning, night, whatever. And I'm flipping through our our Grand Lodges <laughs> Constitution Facebook group. And somebody had started the discussion about the, that comes up every now and again about how you deal with non-Christian masons with the, the book of the law and the interrogatories, all, all that stuff. Oh, God. Uh, and of course, you can imagine how those comments start going. Uh, And so you would read something like, uh, you know, it's always God the Father because he's the father of Jesus and it's the only way to heaven and the only good men and blah, blah, blah. Something possessed me to just reply to that with just the phrase, I love you, brother. (laughs) And then I got such a giggle out of that, that that thread got deleted, but I started going around to other places and finding the stupid things that my brothers do, usually like the <laughs> racist, homophobic, whatever stuff I could find, and then just just say, I love you, brother. And for some reason, it makes them extra, extra cross when you do that.
2: Well, it it makes that's, makes that's the opposite of what they're looking for.
1: It makes me giggle.
2: How dare you say that?
1: And I kind of want to start like this, this After Lodge inside joke with all of our listeners to just take the social media And, and when you see one of your brothers saying something completely stupid, especially if it's hateful and stupid, just tell him you love him. Nothing more, nothing less. Just, I love you, brother, as a reply to some stupid thing. And, uh, I have, I have been enjoying the results I've been getting from that. Uh, and it makes me feel better. Like, I feel like I've done some kind of good deed. Um, it's hard to explain. It's just, it's some. Try it. Give it a try. Love your brothers. Sp-
3: spreading the cement of love and fellowship, one <laughs> middle finger at a time.
1: Oh yeah. So I mean, it kind of works. Like so, it, it's kind of practical. Like Tony. Tony always likes to tell guys in his chaplainy capacity. Back when he was the chaplain, you know, every guy that goes through like hard times in their marriage or relationships or whatever. And then they're like, I'm done, I'm ready to be out of this, blah, 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 blah. And Tony would like replay that old thing where he just looks at him and says, Go home and love your wife. And he's like, But I don't blah 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 He's like, I... go home, love your wife. I think that guy saved more marriages that way, but he's like, Why can't we take that approach with our brothers? Like if they're being hateful and stupid, you can love them anyways. Uh,
2: because we can't fix our wife.
1: You can't fix your brothers either. They are bound to you by indissoluble ties of sincere affection.
2: Like, I I mean, fixing is a loose word here, but that's almost literally the point of what we're trying to do here, Harlan.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying. You can't change your wife, but you can change your brothers. Okay, yeah. And you do that. Better word. loving them as your brothers. well you can
3: change out your wife i
2: mean i've I've done (laughs) that once you you can literally change your wife but you can't metaphorically change your wife (laughs) No,
1: but you can't change your brothers like they're they're there for life man that's that obligation is deep you're stuck with them but they can get rid of you which is strange but yeah makes it easy Eh, anyway, uh, there's not, I can't handle, like, that's a weird subject I wanted to bring up because it's one of those things where it's, like, half troll and half serious, and I don't know which one it ultimately falls on. Where, it's like, this is, is this a troll? Or is this, like, a sincere effort to spread love and affection to my erring brothers? I don't know, but it works. And so, I'm going to keep doing it and I encourage all of our listeners to at least give it a try. Hmm. Imagine a world where there's just all these random Masons replying to, you know, ignorant, hateful, Masonic things with, I love you, brother. I think the world might go into a panic. Interesting
2: tactic. I don't, I don't know then, that it would have any better effect than how we already respond.
1: It won't, but it's another mode of recognition. Like, if you see that on social media you'll know that it's another After Lodge listener. <laughs> that guy saved a message and chat about how dumb all of this is.
2: <laughs> Basically, if you see that on social media, you'll know it's one of Harlan's sock accounts.
1: It's it's our sign. It's our it's our uh, recognition sign for the After Lodge crew.
2: <laughs>
1: no, I was just... I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I was so fascinated with, with the responses you get from that and the guys who just... Completely lose their minds, and all you said was, I love you. Hmm. It's like poking the bear. The
2: tactic Tony should take in the uh, it is, it is. That's exactly Facebook Tony groups do. he frequents. That's exactly that what not what I'm seeing lately.
1: In fact, like th- this may have been born from that, like, what would Tony do chunk of my brain that makes up about 0.5% of my decisions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: and it's that's probably where it came from cuz this is exactly like from the Tony playbook. In yeah. fact, if Tony was on the show right now, he would have already taken over this whole spiel and done it better. It 100%. Yes. I feel like Tony would approve this message. So go out there and love your brothers. Kill them with kindness.
2: Or if you don't, at least tell them you do.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know where that line is. Like, there's, there's some guys where I'm like, it, it is that resigned. Like, ah, I love you, brother, but you're killing me. There and then are some that other are beyond guys base. that cross a line at some point where it's, why the hell is this guy in my fraternity? I'm just gonna pretend he's not. And and I don't know exactly where that line is, but. There's a whole lot of brothers on the inside of it that you don't actually want to see ejected from our fraternity. You just you just wish you could, you know, whisper some good counsel with your hand in your face. Snap out of it.
2: The way an older casino in Vegas might.
1: Yes, but without the rings or the phone book.
2: <laughs> or the
3: guys with the middle name V like Jimmy the Fish and Johnny the Squid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. I think this Vegas thing is going to be a recurring trip for me. So, uh, I only had so much to say cause this is my first time and I'm sure I filled our show with stuff that people already know. Uh, because you know, everyone else who's our age has probably been to Vegas dozens of times, uh, but I had. I mean, I, I love how calmly John sat
2: there, where for like forty-five minutes, every word you said was already something he was entirely yep. familiar with.
1: Yes. Well, that's because John's <laughs> an asshole, and he was I've, waiting for me I've, to say something. I've <laughs> <been> to <Vegas. laughs>
3: okay, I've been to Vegas twice. As an adult. Yeah. Twice. Hey, y'all! John's and as here. an adult. Twice. That's it.
1: <laughs> hey, all Jeff's here, and he's pouring stuff into other stuff.
3: So, Hi, Jeff. In Masonic news. Howdy. Hey
1: there, he is. <laughs> uh, welcome to the After York Right podcast. How'd it right, go? Right.
4: Say what? How did the How did York Right go? Aside
1: from yeah.
2: their after lodge talk,
4: it went very well. Uh, they, that was quite amusing. The The talk around the tables before we went in was somebody just happens like, so what do you think about the uh, Grand Lodge of England thing? And then they just kind of. Devolved isn't the right word because the conversation actually stayed rather (laughs) peaceful, even though there were clearly differing opinions there about you know various things. I mean, we but up until the guy implied quite strongly that Freemasons were entirely behind the American Revolution, and if there is ever another one, we'll be behind it too. And then I'm just kind of like. Wait, what?
1: I feel like John Adams would disagree very heartily with that. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. So we, the conversation went from we tranny to
1: tyranny? On
4: oh, it, it, it only briefly forayed into tyranny. Not, not a very uh, long period.
1: So it was mostly tranny.
4: Uh, it didn't stay on tranny very long either, but yeah i uh, at, at this point, I kind of forget some of the other various hot but it, it seriously it was it was like the kind of conversations that we have here on the show, except we' <laughs> don't, don't all you know we actually typically always agree with each other unless Nick's here
1: whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa.
2: exceptional amount of Nick bashing this show listen and, I, and i and I entirely approve by the way, Nick, if you're listening which come on, who are we kidding you're not I love, love you your brother.
4: Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Can we name this episode "Surprise, Surprise, Surprise"? <laughs> oh, I
2: think so. No, because then I'll listen to it. Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. Just remember,
3: I still remember that argument with Nick. Bruce, have you ever listened to the show? We're here. We don't need to listen. <laughs> right. we're, we're we're fucking on it. <laughs> so,
1: Louis
3: Black. Right. Yeah. Thank you.
1: If if those guys in, enjoyed that type of thing, you could. You know, remind them that this could be had after actual lodge right. all the time.
2: You too can do this in your own lodge. Uh, in called, the age of, sit around talking stupid.
1: In the age of social media, John, we have to uh, educate people, namely people who listen to podcasts on rec, how to do that. It's a lost art.
4: Oh, well, speaking of social media, that was another thing that the uh, there is a newer. Facebook group for Masonic discussion amongst our state. I think you may have actually been referencing it when you were talking about your uh, I love you brother comments and I'm pretty sure that the thread that you were talking about is the one that they were talking about it just how so it was when uh, you stole that from
1: Reddit what no what? this was this was on the Facebook's yeah. like like you made this I made this made what <laughs>
2: Made this? <laughs> you made this. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I don't know. Hmm. <coughs> <I'm so confused.
3: laughs> All right. Well, so I, I'm going into a, an appendent body on Saturday that we have never talked about on the show, at least not in my time that I've been here. So, Nainer Memphis mystery, um,
1: is not an appendant body, John. That's <laughs> probably not something you should be doing.
3: Wait, is not a member of the UGLE? Wait,
1: what? Mm. No.
3: no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
2: that's probably which, a little too dark in humor. Which NAMBLA, though?
1: <laughs> the one that just got indicted in the North E? Oh, wait. No, that's... Never mind. We're not going to go there. Um,
2: mm. Oh, so not the National Association of Marlon Brando Lookalikes?
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was the National Marlon Brando Lookalike. That's no, that's the People's Front of North America Marlon Brando Lookalike Association. Why would there be know. two A's on the end?
1: None of those things fa- sound very Roman or Catholic, so... Eh.
2: Oh, you're talking <laughs> about here in... Uh, are, are you referencing the Pennsylvania thing?
1: Too soon? I don't know. Is it too soon?
2: <laughs> Heyo! Uh,
1: so, no. Uh, you shouldn't be doing that, John, and you shouldn't be doing the Egyptian rite, or...
2: Uh, we don't even know what
1: he's talking about. <laughs> or... Well, I'm, I'm just afraid of what he's going to say, so I'm trying to, like, cut it off before he gets there.
2: All right, John, what are you talking about? Well, although he said Egyptian right
3: now, I'm really what? intrigued. But no, thing? uh, no, I have no idea, but it sounds like we should make it one.
2: Yeah, can we do um, that?
1: It, it's already been done. We'll talk about that after the show. I don't want to get in trouble.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what? <whoa. laughs> We're not talking about the gestures. <laughs> um, no, I'm actually going to get what's called, I'm going to get throttled on Saturday and become a member of the widow sons.
0: Oh,
4: we've talked about the widow sons on this show. The whole reason you
3: bought a bike, isn't it?
4: You're going to get throttled. It didn't
3: hurt. It's called getting throttled. You get ra- you get you know, accepted, you get raised, you get anointed, etc., etc., and the widow sons
2: apparently it's you get throttled.
0: <laughs> huh.
2: Yeah, we had um we had a widow son regular on this show a few times the first time he was on like i'm, I'm pretty oh, sure that yeah. whole episode was about widow sons um but he's a good guy he's local i see him every now and then
1: um he's from pennsylvania
2: goes to the same lodge he is the he goes to the same lodge as scotty
1: oh you talking about half sack yeah yeah okay i was thinking of mitos. Because he's also been on the show a couple times. Talked about the widows' sons.
2: Mitos is not. Oh yeah, no, he he's totally local, of course, right here in <laughs> Pennsylvania.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, is, isn't his proximity to Pennsylvania how he ended up on the show?
1: Mitos, yes. Not so half sack. Uh, uh, also, yes, his also pro- proximity. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's yeah, we'll have to get uh we'll have to get half sack on to to talk to you. When 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 are you getting throttled? Saturday. <clears throat> Saturday.
2: Oh, good. Maybe next week I'll uh I'll send him a message. I'm sure he would love to come on.
4: Yeah. Speaking of redneck sounding things. You
1: wouldn't recognize him if you haven't seen him in a while. The yeah. guy's like lost three people. Lost
4: a lot of weight.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Jay, what's impressive? with the uh, the uh, Battle Royale do Redneck in Central Boulevard?
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, so I was driving up there's a, it's it's one of the main strips to connect civilization to Redneckville. <laughs> also known as after Lodge Town. <clears throat> and um friggin' moose nut. I'm driving I'm driving up the road and I, I I at first I thought it was a car accident. Because the first thing I hear is a scream. And then I I realize there's two guys beating the hell out of each other in the middle of the road. And so, you know, it's like I I, I can't really get around it. It's got um, traffic all messed up. And I mean, they're they're just going at it. This woman's screaming for uh, help. And I, I... I throw it and throw my car into a a driveway and throw it in park, shut it off. And I reach in and grab a reach in my um, glove box and grab my gun, uh, holstered it, got out and just loud as, you know, put on my big burly eight years of security. Just stop now. Just yeah. screaming as loud as I could. And they both looked up and I told them to separate and they separated. And, get up they got up and one of them they you know they're kind of staring each other down and turns out the the woman that was screaming was the ex fiance of the guy who one of the guys the other guy was her brother and her ex-fiance had been cheating on her so i believe whether bro? maybe he and brother had jerry, some words jerry jerry, jerry. and According to ex-fiance, brother started the fight, but um, he was clearly the ex-fiance was clearly hitting him with something in the head. So you know, before he took off, I you know kind of did like, hey, you know, you've got a head wound here. You did you take did you hit your head on the ground? Or he's like, no, I had something in his hand. It's like so, you know, kind of doing a quick like you're you're not like cross-eyed or anything he's like no i said okay if you feel anything odd going on you need to go to the doctor immediately I said but for now go home call the cops who told turned to the other guy said you you need to go home call the cops said, just go home report an assault get this out of the street and they kind of just slowly ambered to their cars and went away
1: Jeff the Wall, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Jerry, Jerry. Do what?
4: <laughs> Do what? Jeff the Do Wall.
1: That. Don't you remember, like Steve or whatever his name was, the Wall? No, <laughs> oh, yeah. They didn't actually go home, by the way. They just went like two blocks down and pulled over and started beating the shit out of each other again.
4: <laughs> um, well, they went in completely different directions, but I, I, I have a feeling, or I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, Local PD is called back out for those two within the next twenty-four hours. <laughs> they, they and I also wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those addresses when dispatch calls it out. Everybody goes, "Oh God, Jerry!" And I mean every. <laughs> Jerry.
1: Ah, speaking of Gary Springer and drama, um. So my, uh, my kiddo started her first day of school today.
2: Yay. It was, she seemed to thoroughly
4: enjoy it. I thought your did. county went back like a week ago.
1: Well, she, we're, she's not in this county, and it's preschool yeah. at the synagogue. Oh. So, um, yeah, she was having a little bit of a meltdown last night, and I was a little worried, but she took mm-hmm. to it like a fish to water this morning. Uh, she acted rather annoyed when her mother and I were trying to tell her bye like okay get <laughs> she out was of here. like bye i'm busy <laughs> there are other kids in play-doh i'll see you later <laughs>
3: damn uh, it! i got stuff to do
1: yes yes and uh now she's telling everybody all about it uh she even had to stop and tell bruce about it before the show uh because when i got home and she got done telling me and then we're having dinner and then she's like are you talking to bruce tonight daddy I want to tell him about preschool.
2: <laughs> well, she didn't really talk about it much. She said she liked it. That was all she said. Yeah.
1: I don't know why she's talking to you now. Like, somehow you got off her shit list, and I still don't know mm-hmm. what you did. <laughs> uh-huh. She, like, talked for the past couple weeks now. She's, when I we do the pre-show, she runs up to the desk to talk to Bruce. So, somehow you managed to get back in my daughter's good graces. Hmm. Maybe it's because you've been talking about your girlfriend less. I don't know.
2: <laughs> that's that's totally what it is.
1: Oh, yeah, Bruce. Uh, I appreciate you escorting my wife uh, while I was in Vegas. That was very brotherly of you.
2: She just threw me a thumbs up, everybody. She did.
1: She, did. <laughs> she said she had a wonderful time.
2: Uh, I guess uh, we should probably talk about that. One of the members of our lodge, uh, Ray, who we've spoken about before, um won the local
1: uh mason, mason of the, of the year. year award yep we uh it was a pretty uh, good turnout we entitled the last show Let me double check oh no it was the one before last uh 204 mason of the year yeah. we uh yep that dinner was last week
2: uh and it was it it just so happened that uh Kim's oldest kid had a football game in a town far away and she couldn't come. And then Harlan's in Las Vegas doing what he do.
1: Yep. So I had to send my wife in my stead because I'm still extremely proud of Ray. Uh, But she was unaccompanied. So Bruce had to put on his top hat and bow tie and uh, my cane and everything. Took my wife out on the town.
2: But no, it was a good night. Ray, you know, he's he's not much of a speaker. He got up to do his little speech, and he talked for maybe five minutes, and half of that was talking about how great uh, our breakfast was that our lodge puts on and how everybody there needed to go. <laughs> and by some strange coincidence, the next day, our breakfast was had, like, far and away the, the highest uh, turnout for a, I guess, for a non-donating... Um, breakfast
1: yep no nope. always oh, think we've ever had first that's a very Ray thing to do mm, very much um, also I, I understand that uh, worshipful brother squared uh, had to be compelled to make a speech by Tony who then whispered, oh my god his Mike ear.
2: so did not want to do that <laughs> Tony like the after the third time Tony pointed to him and he was like stand up and say something you the
1: master of this guy's lodge who just got made <laughs> Mason of the year. You should probably have some words to say. And then apparently my wife says that Tony basically just like did the whole prompting thing and just whispered the words to him as he was speaking. Pretty much. Because as you know, Tony's running for office and this is a big dinner for all of the muckety mucks in the County. Um, and so Speak he didn't want to, uh, to be politicking on Ray's Mason of the Year thing. Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. Hey, oh, how's it going? I thought you were still out on the soccer fields, like uh, glad handing with with all the all the single moms.
0: No, I, I just got finished being a Facebook warrior, buddy. I am. I saw I, that. I tell you what, I believe I saved humanity. <laughs> I, I I think. That we were on the verge.
1: You saved humanity, I... and you yes. gave yourself zero votes. Congratulations!
2: Yeah, I, don't, I don't, I don't think you changed anybody's mind in that thread,
0: Tony. Like I just read through it, and and you defended yourself as well as you could, as well as I could. I thought I attacked him. <clears throat> what about defending defending myself?
2: Oh, well, maybe, maybe I did not read the right one. Then
0: you're, you're <laughs> see, you're reading it in 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 my voice. Oh. Uh, yes. How are you? Everybody love one another. You're not reading it in oh, the way. Tony, you I've never I seen
2: it. you attack anything but a jar of mustard in my life. So how, how would I be able to read it in that voice?
0: <laughs> you know what? Mustard has no chance against me. So. <laughs> so,
1: so here's here's the guy who would appreciate my my approach for dealing with stupid people. Tony, you just gotta message them back and just say, "I love you."
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and, and every time they say something stupid just pat them on the head again and say yep. I love you I love you <laughs> I started doing that
1: with, with members of our fraternity who say ignorant hateful shit on social media and I just reply now and just say I love you brother and that's it <laughs> yeah. no argument no hey, engagement just just I love you brother
0: I don't, I don't know what y'all I don't want to interrupt y'all like I always do yes but, you just but, did but you know one thing I have noticed I have seen more hateful rhetoric coming from the brothers online than than in the past, and uh-huh. I think that needs to stop. I, you know what? However you feel, that's your own business. Whether I like it or not. But when you put that 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 uh, square encompasses on your page, and I threw compasses Don't. in there on purpose. Don't. When you put that on your page, then no, you're speaking for the fraternity, or, or or you may not be, but people think you are. And at that point, buddy, you need to shut your mouth, okay? If you want to take all your other references of, to your lodge off your page, have at it, buddy, but don't let people think that that's how we all are. So anyway, that's my rant, sorry.
1: You <laughs> could say all that.
2: Tony's still <laughs> stuck in anger mode, I can tell. He almost raised his <laughs> voice there.
1: Or you could just say, I love you, brother. Um, anyway, Tony, I appreciate your efforts. I even applaud them, but I was over here with my, uh, my, uh, obnoxiously large Samsung calculator, um, that I only use for the purpose of calculator and I was tallying the number of votes you had garnered yourself, uh, in that whole fiasco and, uh, it's coming out to a square zero, so... Um, good job.
2: Harlan, Harlan took an exit poll after that thread and sent a message to each of them asking if, if you would change their mind or not.
0: Well, first of all. change their Harlan, mind, just
1: not their vote.
0: Harlan, you're absolutely wrong. And here's why. And always remember this. If you're being a bully, don't ever think it's just between you and somebody else. It's always on tape somewhere or somebody's always watching you. You have to understand that what are you teaching them in the way you act? What yeah, are you teaching them? Because somebody's always learning from you. Not on that
1: Not in argument threads on Facebook, because nobody who's not involved in them reads them.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, 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 would, I would typically agree, because normally most groups conjugate together, and it doesn't do you any good to go on a white supremacist website and say, you know, you guys are wrong. It's not going to be any good at all. But on certain particular pages, especially this particular political page... So many people have heard about this woman in the county. And so many people have talked about it. Bruce, you didn't know about her, did you? And People told you about her. No. And you, ha- and you had to go to that page just right. to see what was going on. That's true. And then what happened? So 90... 90- uh, bitch is crazy? Exactly. <laughs> That's not the answer you were looking for. Tony, hey, again, 95 95-
1: per- Still isn't going to vote for you.
0: No, but... but- <laughs> <laughs> but he, It's he, not he, fair, Harlan, I can't. He can't. He's not in my county. But what it does, what well, proves the point, though, that 90% of the people on that page, there's only 10 people on the whole daggone page that actually ever say anything. 90%, 95% of the people on that page are just there for the popcorn. They're, they're, they're sitting here eating popcorn and watching and just reading comments. This is better than Seinfeld was back in the day. And that's why people are going Easy. for that. Easy. It's it's a sad Nothing th-
1: Better than Seinfeld was back in the day. I will not this have is, that kind of blasphemy on my show.
0: <laughs> this, this is close. Uh, it, now everybody at After Lodge didn't want to hear me talk about politics. So, what were you guys talking about?
1: We were talking about loving our brothers in Las Vegas and Jeff playing Jerry Springer. But
0: if you mostly, were loving your brother in Las Vegas, you went to the wrong brothel. Um,
1: well, I went to the lodge. Um, oh, okay. Did I you did really? Think it was weird that they charged me 500 bucks for dinner, but now I understand. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't because the, the lodge was dark, apparently. Not that I looked because I was too busy, but I just found out that it was dark in August. So uh, there's no there's no chance. I did meet a few brothers at, at Black Hat, but none of them were Vegas Masons or show listeners. So that didn't really be good. <laughs> Although oh, I think right. a couple of them will be now. So, oh, wait
0: a minute. That is super interesting, but but guess what? Um, I, hate so I, <laughs> so
2: I, I, love, I love how Harlan's already done a complete 180. <laughs> he just hates Tony. Tony. Tony brings out the best, <laughs> even when Harlan tries, even when Harlan tries to pull a Tony. No, he gets out Tony
0: because you're trying it Harlan. on
2: Tony, Harlan. You know
0: better. Okay, Harlan, say it. I love you, brother. <laughs> just, <laughs> love you, brother. You can't.
1: <laughs> I'm not supposed to curse on the show. Uh,
0: no, I have I have chewed tobacco for like fifteen years, and I occasionally smoke a cigarette, but have chewed tobacco. And I have recently decided I am going to quit. Remember how I said somebody's always watching you, so you're learning. So Harlan, I want you to look at what I have purchased here and what I am now doing. I'm I'm an so old he, man vapor now.
1: I, I want to point out. First off, I I appreciate your vaping douchebaggery. Uh, Welcome to the club. (laughs) Second, I have never in my entire life owned a camouflage anything. I've been issued some during a brief stint in the Army. Otherwise, never. So I would never own what you have in your hand.
0: You didn't? You didn't buy a ton? First of all, that is not camouflage. This is it actually like a it. wood grain. It's Does that a look wood
1: camouflage grain. through the camera? It's, it's
0: not camouflage. That's, that's it's not wood. mossy oak. It's actual oak. <laughs> it's an Eddie Bar. <laughs> it, it, it's an Eddie Bar vape battery or whatever. Eddie Better. Eddie, <laughs>
2: Eddie Barber. It's a bunch of vowels. <laughs> look, don't d- like, we, d- we don't know the real reason you bought that vape. Don't lie to us. Wow.
1: you spent you spent 100 dollars just to troll me on the show your commitment is strong <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh I put CDB oil in it or CBD is it the After Lodge w- CBD Afterlodge How W-D-40? is it Tony
1: How is the Afterlodge CBD oil <laughs> that you purchased
0: from no, us No what is it CDB or CBD I don't know for you It's it's CBD but CBD, it's half and half, it's got nicotine in it, and it also has about, I've been hearing so much about this CBD oil, that I thought, I'm going to give it a shot, and so I was, uh vaped it, and then I've been doing that, but they also told me you can put, like, drops under your tongue, so I've been doing that, and dude, I have been, like, 100% better, I am, I'm doing gymnastics now, I'm eating better, I have lost almost a pound you see what happens when you use it <laughs> thought
4: That stuff increased so they, your appetite.
1: It's Wednesday. Wednesday is bowel movement day. You only lost a pound.
0: <laughs> I've, I've not been eating any bread. Yeah, but it was all at once.
1: So,
4: do the oils provide like the the pain relieving attributes that the actual stuff is supposed to do, like for like I, back pain stuff or?
0: I truly don't know. I have a lot of problems with my knees, and it's mainly because I'm fat. And if, for you all that don't know me, I am. I, I'm six foot five, so I'm a tall guy. And I also weigh, I don't weigh 400, but I'm knocking on the door of it. I'm like 385.
3: Just, am okay. I like the shortest guy in the show?
1: Maybe. Yes. Yeah, probably.
0: So,
3: Tony, I'm
1: six foot. Tony for years has been trying no, to find no. a big and tall store and has been unable to do so. How no, do you no, think no, no, I no, feel? no, no,
0: no! I found it. No, Jeff. I've got no
4: two inches and uh, more I pounds than it. I care to openly admit on him.
0: No, no, they've got it's this you're a app. goddamn doorway. I've, I, no, <laughs> I just, they have an app, and and I can show you my shirts. I forget what it's called. I don't want to say their name because unless they pay me money, but they, it, it's an app, and you put and you put you put it in the app mode, and it's a camera. And then you strip down to your underwear, you lay the camera against the doorway or the wall, and, and, you, you, make stand and cents like, you stand up like <laughs> the, you hold your arms up, and you do like a complete 360, and it takes your measurements. And so I did that, and I ordered some shirts off of it, and those shirts fit me. They're How does like that real. work without
2: a frame of reference in the background?
0: I have no idea, but it, I can show you. I'm serious. The Now, the shirts are like, they're dress shirts, so they're like $70, $80 a piece. But they actually fit me. I, I'm, I'm, that's my new tailor now.
1: Uh, I don't actually know how that would work. That's gonna bother me. I'm gonna have to look that up now.
0: Oh, huh. because mm-hmm.
1: there has to be some kind of scale comparison,
0: right? But have y'all seen that huh. app that they advertise and stuff?
1: Yeah, it, but I, it I it had the same works. question when I saw it. Was this can't work without something to or- to measure against.
0: Maybe only fat and tall people do that, and so maybe they just make everything for big, tall, and fat people, and that's why it fits. All the so- people who've been
1: looking for the big and tall.
0: Right. So cool. if you were to order something, you would probably get something that fits me. Everybody sent out the same thing to everybody. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm, just
3: I'm I'm just, just having the worst flashbacks to back to school. Hey, they're tall and fat. Hey, you're short and ugly. Give me back my pen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Meanwhile, for the twenty people who are Tony's size and order from that website, they love it. Yes. <laughs> hey, yes.
1: It's mm-hmm. capitalism! man. Every niche will be filled.
0: Yes. Acme <laughs> uh, So, what were y'all talking about?
1: No, oh, that that really was was it. Um,
0: Have y'all been on very long? I've been busy. Yes. Oh, okay. It's yeah. ten o'clock, Tony. Like normally,
2: we're done with the show by now.
0: We okay. were gonna be and so, then yeah, you we've been going in. a while.
2: Like,
1: I was Whoa. I was literally doing the outro when you popped in.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. Well for the afterlife listeners, just so you know, typically we have a, a communication thing. It's uh state of the art, it's called Hangout. Um, and now all the people I don't know if you're are you on it, John?
3: Rumor has it.
0: Are you on Hangout? Okay. Um anyway. We're on Hangout, so what happens is the day that we're going to record, everybody starts giving all the excuses. That would be a good thing just to put up on one of our show notes is just the day's Hangout conversation. (laughs) Uh, He's not wrong. (laughs) No. You should should put that in the Mm -hmm. show notes because all day long, everybody's talking about the first comment is always, Do you want to get expelled? It's (laughs) It's usually Bruce. Uh, so, guys, are we recording tonight? And then usually Nick will come back on and says, "I can't be there because I'm and doing the rest something of us... with
1: furniture or right apartment and stores then, or I have and the to rest... go
0: to
3: and get my balls quaffed or whatever." And just... The rest of us, <laughs> totally. But
0: well, rest of us ignore whatever Nick said, and then we uh, and the first thing we say is, "Can John be there?" <laughs> <laughs> Which then in turn ticks off Nick.
2: Tony, like, hold on, I, it, like, I, I have to interrupt you for a second. That is the greatest thing about you coming on now and and asking what you missed is because we thoroughly covered earlier,
4: like everybody
2: shed on Nick tonight.
4: Oh my gosh, it's been, but like has been <laughs> an
0: ongoing thing, and you, just, and you just rolled in here and ripped her with both barrels. But that, but it's kind of the truth. And then, awesome. and then Jay will offer some insightful comment that he thinks is very insightful, and the rest of us have read it three days ago. Um, it's, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then harlan pops on about 15 minutes before the show and says guns up let's do this
0: exactly or doesn't right. sometimes i don't i just
1: send out the link yeah
0: but then a lot of times before the show starts too though it goes for like 40 minutes the best part of the show is before we ever record because we're just really just goofing off waiting on everybody to show up and then once everybody shows up we've talked about all the good stuff and then we're like what are we going to talk about now we should have recorded. Tony, you haven't been here before we started recording in years. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, here's another note to After Lodge listeners: the first minutes is pretty much crap. You can usually download the podcast and go in to ten minutes because the first ten minutes is how how you do what you been up to. Hey, hell, you it's it's kind of like that greeting. <laughs> yes, of brothers, but like the greeting every other Masonic podcast
2: in existence stretches that ten minutes to thirty minutes.
0: But it, it, it's you not when still you thank us a
2: for that
0: a brother in the mall that you don't really know I mean we all know each other and it's like hey how are you you've been doing okay how's the family you don't even know if he's got kids you know and then you shake hands and you move along that's kind of like our intro is so we need to- and I
1: appreciate this picture of your office that you have a a screen photo of me right in the middle of it, it kind of looks like a shrine I like it <clears throat> That's awesome. Mm. Is <laughs> Jeff naked? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but now that you asked, I can't alt-tab back to our screen, so I'm just going
4: to... going to sit
2: where he is until somebody answers that question.
0: Were y'all seriously getting ready to do the outro? Oh my god, outro? it's like a
2: shaved gorilla.
0: Were y'all seriously getting ready to do the outro? I mean, kind of. Okay, well, never mind. I've got a story that I wanted to tell. I, I, uh, to visit, I, I won't tell it this week, but I, I'll save it for next week. I went and visited this widow, and I'll tell you that story next uh, week.
1: Uh, if it's about our widows. Uh, damn it. What? Did, well, I didn't even know you visited uh, widows anymore.
0: I still I visit a lot. Of, I it visit was an people accident. I go see people Ran that I do, home. that brother's wives that I knew and all that. That's what we're supposed to do. Just it one of his rallies. We have... We have. How was the okay, widow. All brothers, listen here. Uh, most lodges have their official widows committee, and that's fine. That's great. You call the widow because I need to call her because to see if she's okay. But then, as a brother, though, you should truly try to take care of some widows. And if you have some brothers that have passed or that you know and the widow just needs somebody to talk to, you should go... You take it on your own, whether you're on a widow's committee or not. So, so we got time. You, we got, have you got time for me to tell my widow story, or you want me to hold it?
1: I guess since you're gonna pull our heartstrings.
0: So, there's this <laughs> anyway. This poor old woman, uh, her husband died probably 15 20 years ago. Hadn't you know, she doesn't get hardly, she's still mobile and everything, but she doesn't get hardly any company or anything. I'm just kind of setting the scene. I hadn't seen her in a while, so I decided to stop in. So I stop in, and I, I, I won't say her name, but hi, hi, ma'am, how you doing? Oh, hey, Tony, how are you? Come on in. So I sitting there, and we're talking about her husband. That's what we always do. We're talking about just how have you been lately and getting along okay? How's your health? And so we're just talking back and forth. Well, I hadn't had any lunch. This was going on about 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't eat any breakfast, no lunch in my stomach. I'm hungry at this point. And so, but she had a bowl of peanuts sitting there on her uh, coffee table, and I feel bad about it, because I'm sitting there talking to her, and I reached out there, and I, I ate a couple of the peanuts, and I and I talked to her some more about some other stuff, and, and she was, uh, she never joined the Eastern Star, but she always kind of thought about it, and I said, hey, you ought to join the Eastern Star, and that would be the perfect time, and and all that you, you're by yourself, and anyway, so I'm well, the whole time I'm talking to her, I'm eating her peanuts. I'm not paying attention, and I, this is horrible. I don't know how to deal with this. You're um, not
1: expensing the peanuts, Tony.
0: That's I may I don't have a receipt for them, but I think I need to replace anyway. I, I, I just keep eating her peanuts, and so finally, I'm talking to her, and I look down and I grab for a peanut, and this whole entire bowl of peanuts are gone. I sat there and ate every one of this poor little old widow's peanuts. And I felt bad about it, so I looked at her, and I said, Ma'am, I, I am so sorry. I apologize. I am so, so sorry, but I haven't had anything to eat. And you were so interesting. And she leaned over, and she patted I'll never forget this. She leaned over, and she patted me on my shoulder, and she says, Tony, don't you worry about that at all. Ever since I lost my teeth, I can't do nothing more than suck the chocolate off of them anyway.
4: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You're fired, Tony.
0: <laughs> Come on, that's funny. Come yeah. on, that's funny. did it make you puke a little?
1: <laughs> Who loves Tony? <sighs> I love you, brother.
0: That's, you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got.
1: Uh... Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks
1: <laughs> Wrap this fucking <laughs> drop. I just popped it in my mouth. And you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, both now, at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. sign Freemason. Uh, find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, My Freemasonry, and every other podcast directory that I've never heard of. Give us some feedback. Tell your friends about us. And come find us on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Until next week, brothers, I love all of you.
0: Mm -hmm. Love you. Bye. Enjoy the...